We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Lightyear. Andy Lou, we are recording this after the Warriors 122-113 lost to the Dallas Mavericks on the Spotify Greener map. Gonna be honest with you, watching the way the Warriors competed in the second half of that game and the way they were cutting the lead, I thought there was a chance they were gonna stick it to the Mavs the way the Mavs stuck it to them on Sunday, you know, like chipping away at it till the end. But nope, not 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 gonna be the case. Not gonna be the case at all. Yep, just one of the. Uh, if you're talking about frustrating finishes to a game, uh, Mavs game one, Mavs game two, right at the top of this entire season. Two excruciating ways to to lose a basketball game. The first one, they couldn't score the bucket, right? Like nobody could shoot the ball, nobody could dribble, nobody could do anything. Tonight. Nobody could play any type of defense. Not uh, I could have dribbled by someone tonight on the Warriors. It was that bad. Could have stood in the corner. The Warriors had no idea who to rotate to. That was what got me so mad tonight. It wasn't the offense because I thought they figured some stuff out on offense. Sam, this defensive effort was piss poor tonight. And, and I guess their that- effort technically was better. It was terrible. terrible. Do you think it was effort? Because I just think they're <sighs> – yeah, I, I mean, like, overall talent. performance, I guess. Like, performance. I don't know if I it's talent, a, Sam. I don't know if it's talent. It is I do bad. Think, so, so I'm going to give you my my perspective on sure, it, and then, sure. and then you can respond to that. I think it's talent. I think outside of GP2, most of these guys need someone behind them to help. And I don't even mean that as an insult. There's maybe 15 guys in the NBA who can guard on an island, and GP2 is one of them. Um, just like, just go around the NBA. There's not a lot of guys who can really just like, no, I, it doesn't matter who's behind me. I know how to move my feet. You can't get by me. Most guys are kind of a guide to help or they need someone behind them to shade a little bit. Warriors at this point, it's like Looney's doing, and I can't ask for more from Looney, but it's like he plays 25 minutes. There's 23 other minutes in the game. Bielitsa is not the answer. Otto Porter, bless his heart, he's not a defensive anchor. Um, 
and they have nothing else. I'm just sitting here and I'm going like, yeah. I'm surprised they've been able to hold it together defensively this long. I'm not, you know, Draymond's the best player, defensive player in the NBA. Like that goes without saying. I think we both agree there. But there's, they could have found backups who could do better than what they're getting in interior wise. And and was it interior too? Because it felt like to me that they couldn't keep anyone in front of them. And when they couldn't keep anyone in front of them, which is you know pretty normal in the NBA today. Uh, they didn't know how to recover and, and find a guy. They were they were doubling the first open shooter and leaving the second guy wide open. But the, so but doesn't many that, doesn't that go hand in hand? Like if you don't trust if you don't trust your help behind you, if you don't trust the guy behind you, it, it's just it's like one chink in the armor leads to. And you're right. Every time it's like wow, Dorian Finney-Smith or Reggie Bullock wide open and. They were hitting it tonight, you know, but it was like every, every time it started with some sort of penetration. Yeah, no, that's it means all of it. Right. But it's just it's it's the IQ is so uh, like we have like tonight. Steph was especially bad tonight on defense. And I'm not even talking about the last few minutes. I'm just talking about the help defense where Luca gets by a guy. He passes some guy in the wing and say it's Bullock and two guys are running at him every single time. And they make one extra pass, and it's wide open in the corner. If you're going to pick someone to double or to come out at, it's going to be the guy in the corner you'd rather guard rather than the guy above the break. Pretty simple. We've seen the Warriors. They've done this the best in the NBA for six, seven years now. Um, and, and tonight, it just it looked like they were the Minnesota Timberwolves of the last 10 years. So the Sacramento Kings, it looked like. No idea what they were doing on defense, right? And that goes for every single person. It was bad. I thought Kevon Looney was probably the best defensive player. GP2 was pretty good too. But other than that, this was like this was like a JV type of defensive performance. It was pathetic, honestly. It, it was absolutely pathetic, and that's every single person. They didn't know how to help. Like, it was their first time playing in the NBA, Sam. Fitz was out here bitching about the Mavs making threes. Every single one of them were open. What do you expect? They're all in rhythm. These guys aren't dribbling. They just they just catch the ball. They shoot it. And these are shots that these guys have, have been shooting. Like, this is the bread and butter of the mass, right? They run the James Harden offense. It's Luka penetrate, Finney Smith, and, and Bullock. If they don't have to dribble, it's going in. Very simple. Yeah. Jalen Brunson, off. same thing. Spencer Dinwiddie, same thing. Yeah, they got, yeah. they got three guys who are pretty good at getting downhill, and they just go from there. Um, and they got downhill at will, like you said. Like there was no, you, there, there's only one GP two. <laughs> there's only one, and and he can't guard Luca, not consistently. Nobody can. So I mean, he's given up a lot. He <laughs> like sixty pounds. Be, he's given up. <laughs> I would be. Um, I thought he did a really good job on Luca, all things considered. But like your point stands. Like he he's given up six inches and fifty pounds probably. So it's like there's only so much you can do, right? The, there's no anchor, right, on defense. So you, when you talk about interior, yeah. to me, that's not – you know, I've harped on them getting a big man, but it's not. It's Draymond Green. Like, those last five minutes where Steph kept getting hunted, that doesn't happen with Draymond. Draymond comes out and takes Steph away and puts Steph in the baseline. We've seen this a million times. He comes out, says, Steph, hey, get out, switch out to the guy that's in the corner so you don't have to guard Luka on the pick and roll. Very simple. And then Draymond comes out and guards Luca. That's what would happen if Draymond is there. And that'll stop at least 60, 70% of the action that we saw tonight, right? That's all Draymond. And he's not out there. They don't have anyone that can do that. It's not going to be Otto Porter. And so that's my thing. It's There's no one in the NBA who can do what Draymond does. That's why he 
is paid what he's paid. Like, you know, if, if you could replicate him, you know, the Warriors would have let Draymond walk a long time ago, right? Like, if, if it was that easy to do it. But it gets back to, are we really going to roll into the playoffs with, like, Draymond and Looney and that's it defensively? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you really – I mean, at this point, what's done is done. Yeah. But I, I mean, can't help but watch yeah. these games and be like, man, you have a legitimate chance at a title and you didn't go – you got the ball to the five-yard line and you're like, you know what, now is the time to uh, to get cute with it. You know what I'm saying? Well, and and that's, I, what's, I, that's what's annoying to me. You don't think that Draymond solves almost all of these issues? I think he does. I think he does when he's on the court. I don't. Yeah, no, that's, no, I agree. I agree. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Does not does he not solve all of these issues though when he's on the court? That's the point. Yeah, I mean, you're watching. To be honest, this game is another great reflection of what, why Draymond's missing. I I'll say this: as frustrating as the last two minutes were, they played really hard in the second half, and they facts when they got it to a tie game. That's a game they would have won if they had Draymond Green. Correct. But they didn't couple mental errors and then Luca, like I, I don't really know what else to say about Luca. He's he's currently in one of those like no one can guard me on the face of earth modes, right? So it was one of those where it's just like they, you know, that's why that's why Draymond is who he is. It drives the game home. It's really it frustrating to watch it though, because like they should have beat the Mavericks. They they I feel pretty confident saying they beat the Mavericks both times. They have Draymond Green. Correct. And both Correct. games turn into losses. So that's Correct. Co- Correct. Do not disagree. And that's why, you know, if the Warriors end up in the three C and the Mavs end up in the six C, whatever it is, like I don't, I don't think it's the issue for the Warriors. But it's just, it's hard to watch. Um, it's hard to watch. And also, Clay was bad tonight, right? Because he yeah. hasn't played in two, he hasn't played in two games. So you get a better Clay Thompson, you know, that'll help. I thought, you know, maybe some bright spots here, but I thought Andrew Wiggins is a lot more aggressive tonight. Somebody must have told him maybe Draymond, he was on the bench, right, Sam? So maybe he told Wiggins, like, cut the bullshit. And, and Wiggins, I thought, was a lot better tonight, even though he's not, you know, he's not Wiggs, that Wiggs guy feel, on offense. But he was Wiggs better. feels like he needs someone in his ear all the time. <laughs> like, it's it, like, it's like he's such an airhead. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like, it's if someone's telling him, he will do it and he'll do it as hard as he can. But like, if it's not, he just floats, and it's yeah. the. Yeah. I don't. I don't well, even know what to make of it because he's not like. You know what lazy. to make of it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like he's not like. Uh, he's not like lazy. Like he'll do the work, but like it's. I swear, it's like if he's not directed to do it, he's just kind of floating out there. It's just. It's just bizarre sometimes. But yeah, tonight I thought he had a pretty good game. I thought he competed really hard. Um, Plays down the stretch were frustrating, but every player in the Warriors lineup down the stretch was frustrating. Yeah, I think uh, I think the other the other one is uh, Jordan Poole was fantastic tonight, right? Yeah. I think it's it's about time where I I don't know if Kerr did anything really different. I think Jordan Poole just came out and he just played better. He, he just he simply played better. He got to the hole. The Mavs are, you know, they're technically a good defensive team, I guess, in their last twenty games. But you look at this team and they're not a great defensive personnel type of team. And Jordan they, they got to the a, rack they repeatedly. Got a, they got a couple guys, but yeah, you're right. Like it's a, it's a, it's definitely a collective over individual talent. Uh, Luka Doncic, by the way, Luka Doncic is, is fucking atrocious on defense. My God. Um, but but Jordan Poole was good, and and I think Sam, like that's the most important thing coming out of this game because you know I, I think Draymond solves a lot of these defensive issues, even though they pissed me off all night. 
But man, if they can get this Jordan Poole, like if they get this Jordan Poole, um, they are going places, especially in the postseason with this guy. Now, now one issue I have now, because if the Warriors did lose and I want to complain, is that Jordan Poole didn't play the last seven minutes of the game. He didn't. And I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's not happy about it. I don't know who you take out, right? Clay was bad, but do you take Clay out? By the way, shout out Moses Moody. Moses Moody, right? You can't take it. He was balling, right? He made five straight shots. So. Five for five, 13 points. Steve Kerr was about to look like the world's biggest genius. Now, I mean, objectively, it worked, but they didn't get to win. Um, I like Moses Moody, like irrespective of this, you know, but like I just like him as a player. Uh, yeah, it's um, I think the biggest issue they have with Jordan Poole is no Draymond. It, I don't think Kerr trusts him defensively down the stretch without Draymond right. helping right. off him. So it's just kind of like everything goes back to the same issue which is Draymond Green, which is, you know, go figure. Your second best player missing causes you issues, right? Like he's, uh, he's very important to this team, believe it or not. He, yeah. They're a 500 team without Draymond. Uh, uh, they, he also pushes people down a level on defense. Right now, everybody's just having to do way too much. Andrew Wiggins is being the guard, somebody that's, that's too good, right? Steph Curry is being hunted on ISOs. Uh, GP2 is running around doing the best he can, but Looney's kind of the only man down there trying to rebound and box out. Of, like, he's trying to do too much. He's not you know, he's not prime Dwight Howard down there, right? So it's like if if and when Draymond comes back, that, that'll help. Just make life a lot easier defensively because when, when we've seen Andrew Wiggins not have to guard, you know, kind of the best player, but kind of the second or third best guy, and we've seen GP2 do the same thing and get help, like, this team is elite defensively. Isn't that crazy? We saw a team right now that allowed 140 points. This team is elite defensively when Draymond's on the floor. So I don't know, yeah. man. I think that solves a lot of issues, but the dude's been out for six weeks, right? And so that's that's the other thing. But he was out there on the court tonight, though. He was wearing a fanny pack and smiling. So good for him. Maybe. maybe By the uh, way, shout out Draymond. Birthday tomorrow. Going to be in oh, wow. LA tomorrow. Oh, Do you think he will sing happy birthday to LeBron? Oh boy! Oh my God! He might, he might he might be he might be coming out of a cake in the birthday suit for LeBron. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, I, that was not I, necessary. That was not. But you know, sorry. The you know we this this is a podcast that that appreciates Draymond Green, but I, I could do without those. Anyway, I have one. I have one topic, and then we get to All the right. goons. All right. All right. Down the stretch of the game, Steph didn't get a single shot off. They were aggressively trapping him. I think it speaks to how dangerous Steph is that they had a lineup of Steph, Clay, Moody, Wiggins, and Otto Porter. These are all knockdown shooters, and they're still throwing three bodies at Steph. But with that said, they couldn't generate anything on offense. I, I feel like we've the last couple of years we've been like, you got to put more shooting around Steph to open up the court. So he doesn't get trapped like that. And tonight's just another example. They're like, we don't care who you put around him. We're going to do that. What do the Warriors do? What, like, what do you do in this situation? Because Uh, like, this is like, this is short of putting like LeBron, Giannis, Kevin Durant, and like, you know, Harden or something around him. Like this is as good of spacing as you're going to get around. Uh, I think number one, everybody's saying ISO run and pick and roll. They ran a pick and roll every time they doubled. You can't ISO because they're not even letting you ISO. Every time Steph tries to ISO, they throw two at him. There is no ISO, right? It's Steph's not six Thank nine. You. you can't just get the ball in the post. You can't ISO. 
from 30 feet out because they're just doubling. Um, Draymond helps it because they get the ball in the middle to Wiggins. Uh, Wiggins is not lethal from 15. He's also not making the right pass. You know who is? And Draymond. Draymond gets it to Clay every single time, every time, and the ball, then that ball's going in more often than not. So, so, so I think I think I agree with you. It's it, shooting's cool, and, and like obviously it's necessary, but like shot create, like it would be nice to have someone who can make a decision on the floor too. Like, you know, that's not they don't have one right now. Yeah, that's not Moses Moody. That's definitely not Wiggins, Clay sometimes and Otto is Otto's an aware enough passer but like you're you're not running the two-man game with Otto Porter like it's a little aggressive um maybe Jordan Poole like that's why I think he's like important because he's like the only other player on this roster who we know can do stuff with the ball in his hands even if his decision making is up and down but like in general it's I mean, we're going back to the same thing it's interior defense and shot creation are this team's issues at least Dray- Draymond solves interior defense and he halfway solves shot creation. It's frustrating though, man. It's frustrating yeah. to watch Steph surrounded by four shooters and still see teams trap them. Yep. I think that's, that's it. We we're watching Luka Doncic right now, just walk down the paint and, and he's just getting wide open isolation, easy eight foot fadeaway jumpers. And you've got Steph out there and just two, three dudes are jumping at him at half court. And I, I just I don't know what you want stuff to like I don't know what you want to do. Like there's there's nothing he could do. He's going by one guy and there's another guy there, or he comes up the court and there's just two guys there. The only thing I'd say is I, I would prefer guys look to get him the ball more. I think that what's great about guys like Draymond Green and Andre Godala is that they're always looking at Steph and they're willing to force the ball back to Steph, especially in in the in the counteraction, right? Where he's right. coming back off a pass, like they're always going to pass stuff to Paul. And I think too many times you look at guys like Kevon Looney and you look at, you look at Kaminga and you look at these guys, they're just, they're not uh, too often. They're looking to kind of make another pass back to someone else or going to the basket. And that's not, that's not the play when you've got Steph on your team. And I think that's hurting, that's hurting Steph a little bit too, because he shot four for five from three today. He was really good shooting the ball. He just, couldn't get a also, shot off. When's the last time Steph's taken five threes in a game? Kind of wild, right? You know, like just, just a, and you're, you're spot on on every point there, but it's like, it's wild to, to see these sort of gimmick defenses at him. Um, it doesn't matter what the Warriors do signing wise. It's like, it speaks to maybe they should have gone on a shot creator, but anyway, let's take it to the goons. Yeah. That's where Jordan Poole comes in. Let's go to the goons. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan, uh, what's up, my man? What's up, bro? Uh, just nothing much. Freaking Andrew Wiggins turned into a pumpkin for the eighth straight game. Well, it... Two straight months, actually. Since Draymond went out, this guy has absolutely floated throughout games. And also, um, what's it called? Steph not getting a shot in the fourth quarter. It's just like every time we set a screen, there would be a guy coming off of it. So why did we keep setting screens? I don't know. But that's a Steph thing. He loves to set the screen and have the outlet pass and then move off of it. But, man, it's just rough to watch. It's just every game, Andrew Wiggins – he, how did he make an all-star team, essentially? I'd be insulted if I was Draymond. My fan base voted for Andrew Wiggins over me to start an all-star game. That is insulting stuff. And that's You know what? You could, you could flip it the other way. If I'm Joe Lacob, I'm thinking, look at the power vacuum I've created that I can convince people to vote Andrew Wiggins above Draymond Green into the all-star game. Ryan, appreciate the call. <laughs> uh, he's not wrong. Like it, Wiggins had a, has had a phenomenal season. I have no complaints about him in context of who he he was prior to the Warriors, you know. But like yeah. all things considered, we know which one of those two is more valuable. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair. Just I, I think one of those games where you know what? Let's keep him moving. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Did you know that Steph played the entire fourth quarter tonight and did not attempt a shot? That's crazy. First time ever. That is crazy. It's, it's been a minute since that happened. Nathan, you there? Yeah, hello. There we hey, go. what's up, man? Um, So Steph not taking a shot in the fourth quarter. Do you think that's more of a product of him not being as aggressive as he should be? Or do you think that he's just kind of going along with Steve's game? game plan and just bring the screens hey nathan appreciate the call um i think we were we were discussing this andy but like what could what could Steph have done they were throwing two at him if you were in a pick and roll or if he was isoing like they were they there was like there was i, I just don't know what Steph could do there i i think there is one thing if i had to put one critique i, I think steph is, has got to be less trusting of the guys around around him right now um, look, you're not playing with Iguodala and Prime Clay and Draymond Green right now. You can't expect to get rid of the ball and believe you're going to get it back. When Kaminga and Moody and Wiggins and, G- and some of these guys are out there, they don't know how to pass the ball. They get the ball, and the first thing they think about is going to the rack and shooting. Steph's got to know that, right? And, and I think the thing for him is to understand is you give up the ball, you either tell these guys, pass me the fucking ball back like you're Kobe. Or you don't pass it at all and say, "Hey, figure it out." Like I think there does need to be some Just type of fade, fade away over fade away over three guys. <laughs> right? I would I would think like Steph has to at some point if these situations keep and we've seen it. You got to say, "Look, Draymond's not not out there, so he's not. I'm not getting the ball back. Give me the ball, or you're sitting on the bench." Right? How often do you think Kobe has said that? Where <laughs> he's like, "You give me the rock, or you're not seeing the court again." Yeah, right? two, two, Steph doesn't have to go that far, right? But there's got to be a level of, you know, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say two thoughts. One, this is where Steph being closer to 6'2 instead of 6'6 six, six hurts. Sure. Like, it's a little easier to rise up if you're 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, but on, on the second hand, the Warriors trap Luka. When they trap Luka, he kicks it to Brunson or Dinwiddie, two guys who, if you're going to give them a four-on-three, they're really good. They know how to, like, and so I'm wondering if if the Warriors just need to, I understand why Poole doesn't play for defense, but you got to have someone out there as like a release valve who can do something off the dribble if you throw two to three bodies at Steph. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, why didn't they have Poole in there down the stretch? Like, you're not going to get stops anyway. That's what so I'm saying. It's someone, someone who can, all right, you're going to throw three at Steph. Like, Poole can take advantage of a four on three. And he's going to force you to make a decision. He's, he's, you know, I don't know that he's any worse than like Jalen Brunson. Um, and I think Brunson's a good player, but it's like, it's a lot easier to be the guy who's creating off the dribble when someone is taking two bodies of them. Yeah. I, I Now the question becomes, you know, who he could have played because most Moody played very well, but he sat for the last seven and a half minutes. You got to figure out how to keep him in the game. He was at, at most of the game, he was their best offensive engine out there. Get into the cup at will. You, you... Yeah, and that's why I focus on the big man thing. Like, if they had someone who was semi reliable, Steve's probably more willing to put Jordan Poole in there because Jordan Poole can, he has a better chance of defending if he can guide a man to help as opposed to like sitting on an island, which is what everyone has to do. All right, keep moving. Anthony. Uh, hey, guys. You know, I was thinking, watching the game, Kaminga and Moody actually, if I was going to take a good thing out of it, looked, looked pretty competent in the fourth. But I'm just looking at this team now, and I just keep thinking, how did we ever win 43 games? <laughs> like, I don't even know how we got to that point. The start it was, again, such an easy schedule. It's just hard to think that. Uh, this team, even if Draymond comes back, it feels like other teams rounded into shape. And it just, I just wonder, is this team even going to make it out to be a uh, a four seed? In my mind, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like Utah is going to catch them. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty grim, guys. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it's been two months since we've seen Draymond Green. But uh, as as uh, Andy puts it, I think he does solve most of these problems. It's a lot of pressure on Draymond. Stay healthy, but like, it's what, it's what he's paid for. As you it's always it. say, as you always say, if Draymond's not healthy, forget it. Look at the Lakers. If AD's not healthy, forget it. If Giannis is not out, you know, well, he's not. He, if if True Holiday's not playing, forget it. Right? It, it it's the same with every single basketball team in the history, unless you're the ninety, unless you're the unless you're the 2017 Warriors, the greatest team of all time, where, you know, you could lose KD for a bit, you'll win. You could, you could lose Draymond for a bit, you win. But yeah. every basketball team in basketball history, you're missing your second best player, you're fucked. That's what the Warriors are right now. They're yeah. fucked. You need, you need your guys. I think, uh, in general, the Warriors have done a decent job over the two months of not, like, free-falling, but, like, right now, it's, it's, not, it's not pretty. Yeah, everybody, you know, you know happens second seed third seed fourth seed whatever man just get trim unhealthy rishi yeah there we go what's up rishi 
um, judging off these last couple of games, like look, looking at our potential first round matchups, we just faced recently two, I believe, in Minnesota and Dallas, and just got like blo- not blown out, but like they thoroughly outplayed us. So I'm wondering. It's not a guarantee that Draymond's even going to be a hundred percent by the time come playoff time. So I'm really questioning if we even make it out of the first round. You know, ooh, it's a little, it's a little tough. Dark. I mean, um, Rishi's got the Batman AV, and and certainly it's fitting. Very dark. You know, my, my whole thing is, I the Warriors are going to make it out of the first round if they have a healthy Draymond. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think honestly. My my thoughts on this last week are I think Dallas is good. I think they might be coming of age. Like I don't know if they have they probably need more talent to go deep in the playoffs, but like this is a good team. Minnesota, that's a four game series if Draymond's healthy. <laughs> I like maybe I like one. Minnesota. Yeah, maybe one, maybe five. Um, but but Dal- Dallas is the type I, I would rather not play Dallas in the first round, even with Draymond. They they're just gonna be a pain. You, you I, I disagree. Mean? I disagree. I, yeah, I, sure. I mean, I'd rather play Minnesota, but I disagree. I think I think the Mavs series is, is easy if Trey wants to play. I think it's easy. Even though they go seven against the Clippers last year, and this is like, do you agree with me? This is a better Mavs team than last year. Yeah, it is. They took they took the Clippers with Ty Lue, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and and obviously Luke Kennard. So like a stack roster. <laughs> Um, seven games. You, you don't think that they would be a pain? I don't. I don't think so. I. I don't think. I believe that in a seven-game series that uh, or you with, 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 with a fully healthy Draymond, right? Of course, of course. Yeah. And uh, I, like, I, I would be happy if the Warriors play them in a in a first-round series with a healthy Draymond. I, I think it'd be a, a five at most six, but I think it'd be a five-game series. Okay, I can go with that. I don't think this team is good defensively. We're up next. All right. Oh. All right. Here we go. Hey, here we go. Uh oh. How do you feel? How you feeling? You know, I've I've calmed down a bit because I like their effort. Yeah, didn't start out that way, (laughs) all gravy, but they were they were competing, and so I can appreciate that. And then. And I, I just got to give it up to Moses Moody yeah. with the cojones. Like he was, Stefan made the right passes. And guess what? Moody came through every time. So I'm not going to be upset at that. I just want to know what you guys think is going to happen in these next four games against both LA teams and then Denver back to back. It just feels like, I mean, it's, it's going to be crunch time here, seriously, because Utah is on our hip and, you know, Memphis is just, they can't wait to get in the number two spot, but we will not let this happen. But okay. Awesome. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Karima. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, make, I'm making, I'm making up for Sam. I forgot to say the name at, at the jump, but yeah. It's uh, oh. <laughs> calling it. Karima, I appreciate you as always. All right, let's Andy. Let's 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 have at it. Next next four. First off, by the way, the Lakers are losing right now. Um, they may end up winning the game, but they're going to yeah, be on an right. even long. They're, <laughs> they're going to be on a longer uh, streak of, of of shittiness than the Warriors. 
Saturday is like both teams like circling. It's like we gotta get back on track. Oh God. ESPN thinking they're getting a game of two great teams instead of like two teams <laughs> in free fall. <laughs> All right, so like, yeah, go yeah, ahead, go ahead. I was gonna be like perfect scenario. Warriors win Saturday. I bet you they sit everyone against Denver. I bet you they say, Steph, don't even fly to Denver. Because they fly to Denver and then fly back to LA. No, they're sending they're sending the skeleton crew. They, they, Chris Chios is about to play 45 minutes in Denver on, on Monday. Yeah. And then um and then you, you gotta hope you can beat the Clippers and get the Denver Nuggets on Thursday. Uh, it's and then you get Milwaukee, by the way. That's your five-game stretch right there at home oh, first game back. This like, is why, this is why Draymond was so mad that the Nuggets, you know, kind of were like, oh, we don't have enough players to play with that game. Because this game is scheduled in – the Warriors go to L.A. on Saturday, have to fly to Denver, then fly back to L.A. Like, it's kind of – it's kind of – And Well, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. The Warriors right now can still and maybe even should beat Denver. I mean, what are we talking about? They're missing their second and third best player. They're, they got some guy named Bones Highland. Yeah, but, but I'm, mean, saying, promising but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you like Warriors, him. If the Warriors – yes, of course I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> but uh, if, if – I'm just assuming, like, do you – well, maybe the Warriors are in a bad spot, but like in theory, if you could, you'd just be like, we're not sending guys like to get like just stay in L.A. because we've got to be play them the next day anyway. I think so. I, I think so. I, I, what are they chasing, man? Like I, I uh, they're they're going to bust their ass for a two seed. If they fall to three, they're going to bust their ass to keep Utah to three. Like I don't. Right now, their primary objective is, you know, Steph played 12 minutes in the fourth tonight. Their primary objective is to keep Steph healthy, keep Clay healthy, and get Draymond back as soon as possible, but healthy. Like, that's right. Is that not? So, if that's the case, yeah, I'm with you. They've got Denver at Denver and then in LA back to back. Sit the game in Denver. Or actually, honestly, sit the game in LA because you know these guys are going to get hung over in LA anyway. So, I don't even want them to play in LA. So, just play the game in Denver. Go in Denver, win that one, and sit the game in LA. I, but it, it, I guess the LA Clippers game's at home, right? So maybe maybe Draymond's a secret weapon. His birthday is the day before the LA game. I mean, he's not playing. Maybe he can convince. Maybe he can get LeBron. You know, hung over. We'll see. <laughs> Lebr- LeBron's used to it. He's a vet. He's he plays hungover all the time. Why not? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Willie, what's going on, man? Yo, what's going on, guys? There we go. I'm going to try and come at this with maybe a little dose of optimism. You know what I mean? Because even though we lost, I looked at this game in like two parts. I looked at the first half, seeing just all our defensive deficiencies all rearing its ugly head. Like first and second quarter, it was just drive, kick, corner three, or wide open three looks for the Mavs. And honestly, I just think they were really hot from three tonight. Like, I feel like normally during, you know, most of the season, they're not knocking down with that level of efficiency, especially in the first half, that many threes. But I think, and I agree with what you guys were saying, Draymond coming back, I think, solves so many of our problems, especially on the defensive end. So I'm not worried about that come postseason. I mean, I'm just worried about him getting back on the court. But my question is this, though. Do you guys think looking at the decisions that were made 
that it was a mistake to not try and get another big or just add size because I know they kind of were like banking on Draymond and Wiseman, but where's Wiseman? You know, he's practically missed an entire calendar year. And at this point, we can't say that we're going to count on him for anything, you know, to give us really anything except six fouls in the postseason if he even sees the court. That's a great question, Willie. Um, I mean, yes. I, start I with Steve Kerr's quote, Sam. Start with Steve Kerr's quote. <laughs> you want, you want I'm to go serious. No, I'm serious. I the, the, with the Wiseman stuff. Steve Kerr came out today and said, "Hey, he looks good, but don't put any expectations on the kid." It's pretty telling for coach to say that. Yep, that says it all. And it's like, <laughs> and, and it's like, let's be real. He played half a rookie year, had a knee injury, and hasn't played in a year. And in that rookie year, he looked every bit of being a rookie. Why would he be any better now? So. It's just, you know, I think he's going to end up being a good player, but like in the short term, in terms of pursuing the playoffs this year, not going to be a factor. I I don't see how it works out for them where he's a factor. Yep. They're putting him in an impossible situation. Yeah. They are putting putting Wiseman in an impossible situation, and I think Steve Kerr knows, and uh, he's doing his best to – he's basically yeah he's like spitz like cut cut the shit like he's, he, yeah he's basically he's he's getting like he's like you guys better not listen to fits uh, <laughs> uh all right let's get to heat uh mic check one two one two could you guys hear me there we go we can hear you. what's going on oh it's been a minute like uh like man you guys are overreacting about these losses man it's just oh. we're a little bit in a funk right now like ser- like yeah this is going to happen when you lose your second best player like it's gonna happen, okay. right? It's just it's just catching up to us, right? And think about this: like throughout the course of the season, how many times have we had a consistent lineup? If every 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 back-to-back game, Otto doesn't play, right? Uh, Andre has been in and out, right? And then you play like Bielita today, like in the first half, and then you take him out. Like, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. It's like there's no continuity. There's no consistency you know like don't you think that that has like don't you think that has affected in terms of the way the teams are you know playing no i agree with you i agree with you i think this team like we started with the show and i appreciate the call here um they they gotta you know losing draymond there's no replacement but it's like at this point it's looney's the only interior player they have and it's starting to catch up to him. By the way, Looney is playing his damn best. He was good tonight. I he have no good. Looney complaints tonight. Right. He was very good. Playing so hard, getting offensive rebounds, doing his best to, to keep guys in front of him. But like you said, he's the only guy. Um, to the overreaction point, hey, we got a podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to sit here and say everything's all good when the Warriors just gave up 140. Uh, uh, to this team, right? Like it's it's a frustrating game. At the end of the day, I think Sam and I believe, right? If the, if the Warriors are healthy, they, they they got a chance to fucking win the championship. But games like tonight is just. I, I feel like if you're not mad about tonight's game, um, you are a the calmest you know Warriors fan I have ever seen. It's just it's hard not to be annoyed at tonight's game, right? Sam, they're just, just watching it. It's, it's tough. Absolutely, it's there's tough. no other around it. 
All right, let's keep moving. And a couple more callers up here in the call night. All right. Larry. Yeah, sorry. My Wi-Fi is slow to show me the unmute button. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. We're good. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say a couple things. I, I, I agree that the effort was awesome tonight. Uh, but why don't we ever take the ball out of Luca's hands the way everybody takes the ball out of Steph's hands? I know he's a little taller, but you can still make him pass the damn ball. And, you know, he was killing us the whole game. But he had 40-something. I don't know what it was. But uh, I don't understand why we don't have an occasional defensive attitude of take that sucker out of the game. Because it will make the other guys a little more tense if Luka's not hitting shots. Yep. And the same thing happens to the Warriors when she, when Steph is not able to go off. Yep. So I just have to ask Ron Adams, what the hell, okay? And um, <sighs> then the other thing I'm going to say is about the roster, you know, and I'll be really quick. But we started the year with two guys coming off injuries, Wiseman and Clay. We started off with uh, two guys that are injury prone, Iggy and Porter. Okay, we've been lucky. Porter's been okay. Um, and we had two rookies with Kaminga and Moody who probably are going to have a hard time in the playoffs. Uh, really excited to see the way Moody responded tonight, by the way. Kaminga, I'm not sure she'd be hitting threes in the fourth quarter. But anyway, um, we'll see how it turns out. I'm not totally you know, pessimistic, but I think we got some serious flaws. We need to do something in a buyout if we can. Anyway. Thanks, Larry. Yep. Appreciate, appreciate it, Larry. I mean, yeah, that's uh, to the, to the roster point. It's, it is what it is at this point. I don't think that they can do anything in the buyout market. That's going to affect the playoffs. Um, To this point on Luca. the Warriors did trap Luca a little bit, but Dinwiddie and Brunson took away from it. Did they trap him enough? It did feel like Luca got a bunch of one-on-ones to slow down every Warrior run in the third quarter. So maybe, maybe Steve, Steve probably should have been a little more like Jason Kidd was trapping Steph. You know, I mean, from the, par- from the style from the parking lot pregame. You know, <coughs> you know, going to the, in going this hotel to the room. Yeah, exactly. It was. It was like at no point is this happening. Whereas the Warriors started trapping um, Luca after he had, you know, got 30, basically. Well, so. you answered you answered it, and, and, and I agree. I mean, I, I agree with Larry. I, I wish they had trapped more, um, and I think that trap is a lot more um, effective with Draymond, right, because Draymond's able to help. Maybe you can just trap with GP2 and Wiggins, and, and Draymond's covering two guys, right? That That's usually a recipe for success, so I think that's an issue. But you answered it. I mean, they have Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie. And those two guys are damn good at getting their own shots, especially against a team right now that can't play defense at the point of attack. The Warriors have one guy, Jordan Poole, that can get to the rack at will, and he didn't play the last eight minutes of the game. And I think that's that's kind of the difference. Moses Moody was fantastic. Andrew Wiggins was aggressive, but those guys aren't getting to the hole. They're not. You don't even want those guys to dribble more than one time, right? As good as Wiggins yeah. was, you start dribbling the ball, and you're like, oh fuck. I don't two, know where dribble, this going. two dribbles and pull up. That's it. That's all <laughs> that's I it. want. Yeah. And that's everybody on the Warriors. Otto Porter, GP2. Like, you don't want anybody dribbling the ball for more than two dribbles. The Mavs, they traded for Dinwiddie. Now they got three. 
They got three guys that can handle the ball. And again, I don't think in a playoff series, I think Draymond's healthy. You can take those guys away. They're not going to be this effective, right, against playoff defense, scattering apart, all of that. But game like tonight, man, game like tonight, they didn't trap enough. And even when they did, uh, those two guys are getting to the hole at will, and then they're kicking out for open threes. It's, it's what it is. Yeah. All right. Call the last call of the night. All right. Junior. What's, what's up, fam? How y'all doing? We're good. How you, you know? doing? I'm, I was better before the game started, but uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, really quickly, as far as Bialita, and I hate to call him out of all people, um, I never thought it would get this desperate, but would Jordan Bell be a better option oh. just for the, off the fact that he's – I feel like he's not doing much in what he's doing. Otto Porter is obviously a better fit as far as his ability to rebound and stuff like that. Um, but more importantly, I feel like if we slid to the four seed, and that is what happened. To be honest, I'd probably rather see Phoenix in the second round in Memphis anyway. Um, so worst case scenario, if that happened, how do y'all feel about uh, that second round matchup with Phoenix as opposed to Memphis? I like it. I like this question. Well, Andrew, it, too. He, he's saying if the Warriors fall to the four or five seed, uh, they'll play Phoenix. Is I, that, I feel like the four? question is, would you rather play Phoenix or Memphis in the second round? Yeah. Oh, Shit. <laughs> you want to go first? I got to think about that for a second. I hadn't thought about that yet. I, yeah, no, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm fine playing Phoenix. Give me healthy Draymond. Yeah, Chris Paul's good. Like, yeah. it's, a little, it's a little bit of a chess match. Uh, Phoenix is a really good team. I just think the Warriors match up really well with Phoenix, whereas Memphis, they're they're officially the young team where I'm like, Warriors have to outsmart them because they're definitely not going to out-athlete them. You know what I mean? Like, Phoenix, it's it's kind of like IQ versus IQ, and I, I generally <laughs> like the Warriors' chances. Like, you, you know, like all things considered, I'm going to take uh, Steph and Clay over Devin Booker and um, Draymond over Chris Paul and, and a few other things. Um, uh, yeah, keep going. That's, that's where I'm at. I mean, it's uh, – I guess, I guess my macro opinion is I don't care. I'm more concerned about the Warriors' health. So if you tell me one avenue is more advantageous to Draymond's health, I will take that avenue. <laughs> but like that has more to do with the first round than the second round to me. That's yeah, that's Draymond. Yeah, it's it's a great answer. I mean, that's it's the right answer. Um, I you know how I guess one way to think about it is if you want to play one team. And, and, you know, let's say Andre Godala is going to make it through. A, it's a cynical. I mean, this is dark, but let's say Andre Godala isn't going to make it through a playoff run. But maybe you don't need Iguodala as much against Memphis. So <laughs> you would rather play the Suns in the second round because you're like, well, we want to, you know, we want to we be we want to beat that team. Right. Because you're going to need Iguodala to, to beat a Memphis team. Um, I, I don't know. But I'm with you, right? End of the day, if if the core three guys are healthy, I really don't care who they play. Um, they're, they're gonna they're gonna have a great chance to win that series. I, if those three guys are healthy, I'll tell you what, Sam, I'm picking them to win every series that they play in. Like just simple as that. If Draymond, Steph, and Clay are healthy, I'm picking them to win every series that they play in. It's, it's, yeah, I'm more worried about the Eastern Conference ones, but I, I need. But to you know, see. anything can happen over there. Who knows what's going on over there? You know, it's a bloodbath. You know, and and I don't want to talk about this tonight, um, but like. Clay's been needy. He, he looks like a guy who's missed a lot of time. I want to see him play with Draymond a little bit before I, yep. ha- I make any sort of conclusion. So you know, we'll, we'll leave it here. 
frustrating loss tonight. Uh, Draymond, enjoy your birthday. Come back healthy next week, please. Because you can't keep doing this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. All right, appreciate it, bro. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.